Inspiration now in session. Inspire guys, My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggle to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. I asked a stupid question. I was in Washington, D.C. this week at a really dope conference. It was a business um, conference for, you know, executives and future leaders in business. And so I had the honor to be uh, chosen to attend, and it was a really exciting time. It was specifically for African-American um, individuals in corporate America. So I had never been to something like that. It was really intriguing. And to be honest, there are a lot of challenges and things being a minority in corporate America. And this was a real helpful event where you could talk about some things. There were also some white executives there as well, not many but there were a few there. But it was an opportunity to talk about some things that, you know, you feel like you're kind of going through or struggling with at work. And um, just to kind of talk about it in a positive light, not just like a bashing type way or a complaining way. And hearing it from other people who are successful in the business world. Really excellent event. But of course, I had an embarrassing moment. I was in a room of 1,100 people. And I always challenge myself because I am an introvert. I, I think I'm an introvert. I'm not sure. Sometimes I go back and forth. Maybe I'm ambivert. I think that's what it's called when you got a little bit of both. But I challenge myself to ask a question in those environments or to find unique and organic ways to stand out. I don't like to blend in. I like to be able to establish myself as like, you know, hey, I'm here. You know, that's just kind of something that I've learned in business that you have to do. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to get up and ask a question. There was a guy that had given a presentation that I had really enjoyed. He was real charismatic and, you know, successful in the business world and had come from nothing. You know, he came from a small town and really made his way up through the ranks, uh, working on some big projects at ESPN and some magazines. And, you know, I was like, I was really impressed with his resume. And uh, again, he was charismatic. He was funny. His presentation was dope. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna get up and ask a question. But the thing about me, for anyone who knows me, and if you listen to this show, you know that I'm not a surface person. I don't like to ask easy questions where you don't have to think. I like to ask things that cause you to think, especially in a conference type setting, because I feel like people on panels and who do presentations, they have all their answers sometimes front loaded at the top of their mind. You hear the same stuff. You go speak somewhere and people ask the same questions. And I, I just don't think like that. I'm a person that likes to ask you something that causes you to maybe answer in a way you've never had to answer before. And so I stood up in front of 1,100 people. I was like on the third row. I stated my name and where I'm from. And I asked this gentleman, you know, there's been a lot of talk about overcoming adversity at this conference so far. And that's great. I think that is uh, relevant information, but I want to deal with the other side of the coin. Have you ever been afraid of success? And how did you overcome that throughout your career? Both he and the lady who was hosting proceeded to look at me and laugh. <laughs> they laughed at me. They laughed at me and she was like, next question. And I was like, yo, then he was like, he proceeded to say, Hey, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Success is the easy part. Blah, blah, blah. Ha, ha, ha. Laughed at me. Made me feel real dumb. And I couldn't help but think like, man, like y'all just dismissed. Like I, I felt some type of way. I'm being real. Like I legit felt some type of way. You in front of 1,100 other business professionals um, and leaders and, and your question gets dismissed. And what really bothered me, to be honest, it bothered me, but it, didn't, it did not impact the fact that this was still an excellent event. 
and that he had done an excellent job. He didn't think first. That was what bothered me. He just responded to what it sounded like I was saying on the surface. And I think he was considering me maybe saying, hey, have you ever been afraid of getting a big house or a big car or, you know, uh, a pay increase? Like maybe those were the things he was calling success. Now, I wasn't able to give perspective because, you know, to maybe give you a little peek behind the scenes, they had said before the last couple of questions, hey, we don't have a lot of time, so don't explain or give perspective. That was literally the word she used was perspective. Just ask him the question. Had I been given the opportunity to give perspective, what I would have said was, what I mean is, when you're coming from nowhere, and then you go to a big university, and you're surrounded by other smart people, and you get a job at a big organization, in a competitive environment, where people, a lot of times, just because of what you may look like, may not think that you are qualified or whatever, and maybe it has been embedded in your mind throughout your life that you're not qualified. And so I was asking, have you ever been afraid of the next big job? So you get this big job and everyone's doubting you. You know, when you get the job, did you ever have a moment at night when it was like, yo, like, can I do this? Like, all right. And, and you had to coach yourself like, no, I could do this. Like, that's what I meant. Because he had told a story about how he came from nowhere and done all these great things in business. Cool. Kudos to you. Excellent. But you mean to tell me there was never one night when you was like, ooh, maybe they right. Maybe I shouldn't have got this job. That's what I was asking. I was asking, have you ever been afraid of success? Have you ever been afraid of the moment? Have you ever been afraid of the responsibility of the next level? Look, I can't answer for everyone in the world, but I don't think that was a bad question. Matter of fact, Miss Woods at Atkinson Elementary School in Detroit in fifth grade when I was 11 years old said this to the class. There's no such thing as a stupid question. And when she said those words to me, I believed it. I still believe those words to this day. We cannot dismiss people because they have a question. When you dismiss people who ask questions, it pushes them away and it causes them to internalize things. Maybe you could have helped them get to where you are, but now you made them feel like they were dummies. So I don't think he was doing that on purpose. Neither do I think the host was doing that. But I'm being real. That's how it, 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 it made me feel some type of way. I don't think it was a stupid question. You know, I'm from Seven Mile, East Side in Detroit. Like, I guess people don't understand sometimes, like, when you come from nothing, it's been embedded in you that nothing is where you belong. That's why sometimes we take so much pride in being from nothing. Like, you ever think about the fact, like, we so proud of the hood that we stay in the hood. Sometimes I'm like, people are probably excited that, you know, that we're excited, that we're proud to be from something to the point that we never leave because they like, hey, they ain't never gonna leave there. We got all this to ourselves. Proud of nothing. And so what I'm saying is, I at least am guilty of being so proud of nothing that when I get something, I have to convince myself that I deserve it or I can do this or I'm not inferior or I belong. Move into a neighborhood and it's like, yo, like, no, I belong here. Like, like, I belong. I've had to coach myself like that. I've been blessed. Me and my wife, we've done some things where it's like, yo, like, all right, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not tripping. Like, I'm not being, like, this is okay. You could be so comfortable in the struggle that success is the uncomfortable thing. Now, look, maybe that's not his story. Maybe that's not your story. I'm not putting this on everyone. But I'm saying this is not something that I feel should be dismissed because if it's 1100, you know, black future leaders and all that in this room, I bet you other people feel the same way. Now, I'm going to tell you the good thing about this. Throughout the conference over the next few days. People recognize me because of my question. I said at dinner a couple times and people were like, hey, you asked the question. And I was like, yeah, that was me. And then people was like, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? On top of that, I asked that question and 
it happened to be a young lady that I went to high school with um, that was there. And she ended up hitting me up on Facebook like, yo, I think I just heard you ask a question at this conference. Like, was that you? And my point is, don't let someone stop you from asking a question. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Because if you don't have the answer to something and you need help, you need to ask someone. And so many times we try to figure this thing out on our own because people dismiss us and make us feel like, no, you're the only one in the world that's afraid of success. And that's stupid. It's dumb to be afraid of success. So I'm laughing at you because you're dumb. But I came here to tell you today that you ain't stupid and neither is your question. Listen, people, ask the question. You want to know about business. You want to know about God. You want to know who is David. But because you think, I guess I'm supposed to know who David is because I always hear about David and Goliath. So it would be dumb for me to ask somebody, who is David? Why did he kill Goliath with a slingshot? See, we position people to internalize things and then we push them away from either the faith, we push them away from business, we push them away from success. Success also needs to be defined. Because I think in his definition of success, when I asked, were you afraid of success? He was just thinking like, yo, are you afraid of nice cars? Are you, you know, whatever, like I said. That ain't what I meant, bro. Still enjoyed you, though. Still had a great time. So I want to say to anyone out there who may be finding themselves afraid of success, afraid of the next level, feeling like you're less than, feeling like, can I really do it? Yes, you can. You literally can do it. But you have to grow. I know for me, sometimes it's like right now, right? I'm, you know, let me just be real with y'all. Right now, I'm at this point in life where it's a very interesting point because I've grown a lot, especially over the last like eight or nine years. I've grown tremendously by the grace of God, both in business, as an individual, as a husband you know, and in the faith. For me, it's like, can I go to another level? Is there more to me? Sometimes you even have survivor's remorse. That is something that causes people to go back to their past. Because to me, even though that man said, you know, success is the easy part, I disagree. Struggle is the easy part. Why? Because struggle is all I've ever known. It's much more comfortable for me to be for some of us at least, to be in the hood than it is for us to be in the suburbs. Some, some of us, it's easier for us to work, you know, at the lower floor than to work at the top level with the office at the window. That's uncomfortable for some of us because we never experienced it. We never seen it. We never had it. That's why so many of us choose to stay where we are. Because to take the next step, to go to the next level is scary. And what I'm telling you is to embrace the fear, but to step, to jump, to exceed, to go. I'm not telling you to compromise. I'm not telling you to chase money. I'm not telling you to chase things. And I have to say that because some people will then take this and then start doing other weird stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is take the step that God wants you to take. Don't convince yourself that you belong at the bottom. Don't convince yourself that you belong to have less. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just settle for this. If I try my hardest and end up at the bottom floor, I'm good with that. But I'm not good with not trying. I'm not good with not giving life my all. Throughout that process, I've had to make myself uncomfortable. And sometimes I found myself working somewhere or living somewhere or at some dinner with people, or shaking hands with the CEO and asking myself, like, do I really belong here? Can I really do this? The answer is yes, I can. Yes, I do. But the fact of the matter is just because I can overcome the fear doesn't mean that the fear didn't exist and I have to be real with myself. And so I'll say this. I'm proud of the fact that I stood up in front of 1,100 people and asked a stupid question. Stupid question. Stupid question. 
friends with no more friend requests available so every now and then i try to delete people who uh pop up out of nowhere that i don't know or who are being extremely negative or something so you know hit me up on facebook and try to friend me send me a request and when the spot opens up if you look like a real person and not a robot i may accept you all right let's just focus on one post today let's do that this post had 38 likes and 41 comments. Can you guess what I'm about to say? So, of course. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just, I just be wanting to know, y'all. So, like, after the little situation that I just explained happened, I'm like, let me make sure I'm not tripping. Because, look, if I'm tripping, I want to know. And it's not, like, about being negative or anything. But I just needed to know, like, am I tripping? I told y'all I feel some type of way. So, I asked this question. Have you ever been afraid of success? So let's go and read some of the comments because I really didn't ask this question to be like petty or something. It was because I really was curious after they kind of dismissed my question, like, man, is it really that bad? Am I really like just such a deep thinker that I'm just thinking about stuff that nobody's thinking about? And of course, that's not the case. So let's just read through the comments. Tamara Darcel, yes, she's been afraid. Ryan Williams, yes, sir. Joe C say, yep. Tedrick Jarrett, absolutely. So those are just the first few people. They like, yeah. So I'm feeling like, okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm not alone in this. Latadra Butler said this. Yep, I was and still am afraid of success. But the bad part is not realizing that I had the fear. I would just quit things before I finished, just saying, well, I just don't want to do it anymore. Okay, she said a little more than that, but I want to deal with that part of it. This is why I asked that question, because some of us could be so fearful of success. I've been there where you don't even realize it. You're getting like success gets uncomfortable. You know, you start going somewhere, a different area of life, because and what I'm saying is this is why it's important to define success, which we've talked about on other shows. I'm not going to do that now. But the reason you have to define success is because. Typically, along with that success, it's going to come some uncomfortable things. So, for instance, if you, like me, one of my things growing up was like, yo, I live in the hood. I want to get a nice house somewhere. I don't want to, you know, always be in this neighborhood. I don't always want to get my car stolen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be able to drive a nice car without getting robbed. Doesn't mean you can't get robbed anywhere. But sometimes the likelihood is a little higher if you're around people who have less and you start getting more. And then, you know, again, that's a whole nother conversation. But if that's my goal, if that's what I'm calling success in a certain area of my life. But then what happens is I moved to that neighborhood that I said I wanted to be in because I didn't want to get robbed and all that. But then I moved there and, the, and like along with that success comes some uncomfort of like, oh, but here I'm the only one. I'm isolated. Like. People looking at me sideways, they think I'm going to steal the car now. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what I mean. And you get in that situation, and since you're afraid of that uncomfort, of that success, because along with the success of you moving into your new house might come some uncomfort with your new neighborhood, then you cause that to be like, oh, no, I'm done. I quit. I quit. I'm going to go back. Like, I'm going to just go back to, and that's why I asked it. So I appreciated her comment. Illy Rap says, yes. Roz Mitchell says, yep, more work and more responsibility. That's another reason I asked the question. Because I'm not asking, are you afraid of a big house? Are you afraid of a new Mercedes? No, but you might be afraid of a $300 oil change, maintenance uh, checkup. That's what's going to come with that Mercedes, if not more. And so, again, sometimes we chase things or say we want success. And then when we get it, we don't realize. It's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. I'm scared of this. Like, you get what I'm saying? I'm hoping people are starting to understand a little more the in-depth nature and the layers behind that question. Lashana Warner says, yes, 
Steve White, yes. Chris Mack, interesting. It can be intimidating. Someone posted this question recently in a conference I intended. I attended. Okay, cool. So I'm not the only one asking this question at conferences. I feel great about that. But she said success can be intimidating. Chloelle Bond, yes, sir. Doug Rogers, yes, I'm afraid of it now. Carla Kane, how do you truly know if you're even afraid or not, though, if that makes sense at all? Carla, I think that's a very interesting question. How do I know if I'm afraid? I read the comment earlier, and the young lady said she didn't even know it at first. Listen, I didn't know it at different parts of my life. I think that where you start trying to recognize it, Carla, is you start looking at your behavior, looking at some of your successes and looking at some of your failures. And particularly your failures, if you can look at them without, you know, triggering something that's going to mess you up or depress you. Sometimes when I go back and look at certain failures, I'm like, ooh, okay. Like, I, I quit right there. I convinced myself that I was quitting for one reason, but when I dig deeper, I realize I was low-key quitting because I ain't want to deal with the next level. And so, Carla, I think you start knowing when you start looking at your own behavior. This show is about, you know, balancing faith in business to guide you to your purpose, which is self-development. And one of the mo most... Ah, I can talk, y'all. I need to just get a shirt to say I can talk. But one of the most critical aspects of self-development, as I'm learning, as I'm going through it myself, is examining yourself. Interestingly enough, the Bible says to do this. You know, before you judge someone else, examine yourself. And so I think that's really what you have to do, Carla. What I have to do, what we all have to do, is examine ourselves and not lie to ourselves about the results. All right, let's see if we got a couple more good comments. Nicole Ross, yes. Stephanie Stringer, yes. E.C. Holmes, yep. Nicole Odies, yep. Whitney Dowry, yep. Just had this convo with the mentor. Okay, dope. Uh, Jasmine Lassiter, scared of succeeding at my dreams? No. Anxious? Yes. All right, Jazz, I can feel that. So Jazz is saying she's not scared, but she's anxious. The Bible says be anxious for nothing. Brian Maddox, not really afraid of success, but definitely afraid of failing even though I know my steps will be successful, if that makes sense. I feel you, B. Like, sometimes I think, and I'm not saying it's the case for you, but just how I think through it sometimes. I think sometimes we say we're afraid of failing, but again, really, we're afraid of success. And what I mean by that is because if you're afraid of failing, a lot of times that causes you not to try, which now indirectly means you're really afraid of trying because the possibility of failure. So a lot of times we are afraid of success because you can still fail on the journey to success. You get what I'm saying? So like when people say they're afraid of failure, sometimes I equate that to them being afraid of success because I don't know a successful person who's never failed. Renee Michelle, yep. Chelsea Wallace, yes, my whole life. Terrence Batiste, yep. Kim Pratt, yes. Candace Pearl, going through this right now. I asked her if she wanted to expound. Let's see what she says. I've been in my company 12 years in January, and it's time for me to branch off. They have no retirement or 401k match. The beginning of the, I don't know if she meant year, I'm doing job change, and that's a little scary. Maybe I shouldn't say scary, but a little uncomfortable, I would say. I get it. Look, here's the thing. Notice what Candace says. And this is, I'm saying this, like, because I think I'm like this, too. And I said this earlier, this is why I said the struggle is easier. Notice she identifies that the job doesn't have everything she wants or need. But even in still identifying that this job doesn't have all the things you need, you're still afraid to move on. That's why I say the struggle is easier. It's easier and more comfortable for all of us just to stay where we are, even if we don't like where we are. So therefore, we become afraid of success because we become afraid of the possibility that there's something better than what we're experiencing. And along with the achieving that something better, it's going to mean that I'm going to have to become better. Look, at all of our jobs right now, you know how to do the job if you've been there long enough. You can do it with your eyes closed. It's easy. Success might mean you got to study something longer. You got to focus. You got to work harder. 
And a lot of us are afraid of everything that comes with success. So, Candace, I say branch out there and do it. You still young. Even if you fail, you can succeed. Hopefully that helps you. Last couple people, Adrian Warren, yes. Andrea Williams, yes. Thank you guys for all of your comments on that post. And as you see, I am not the only person that's ever been afraid of success. All right, guys, people, it is time for the J-Will Music Song of the Day. When we come back, we have a very special guest joining the show, the most special guest that we've ever had on this show, and that is my lovely wife, Tiffany. Tiffany's going to come kick it with us, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about the show being one years old. You know what I'm saying? Last week, October 10th, we hit our one-year anniversary for Inspire God's People, so thank you for being a part of that. Clap for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You still here. You made it. Do you remember the first show when I jumped on this mic? Like, you are going to get this inspiration. And I started talking about the process. The process. And y'all thought y'all wasn't going to last. And here we go. A year in, man. So I figured, you know, what better way to celebrate and talk about the show being one years old than to bring in my own wife for the Tinspiration uh, interview today. So we're going to play a special song since I got my wife jumping on the show. You know what I'm saying? Might as well kick it back to my album, my EP, Not Your Average. The song is entitled Love and Marriage, the real love song. And sidebar, if you don't know, I wrote this song while I was mad at my wife. Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. Oh, let's do this. Oh. your crew love side piece gotta hide me only come through at the two i want that grandma and that granddad 50 years still here love fuss and fight we gonna be all right you're the only one in my life love you're the only one that i write of in spite of our differences i still like us we don't need no filter with a perfect picture might make mistakes, but we make up this that real love, real love. We got that real, 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 real love. Real love, real love. You know I really, 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 really love. Been together for a minute, can you tell how I feel? I hope by now you know that it's real. Although we had our Hills. Through it all, you've been right here by my side. You're my girl and you're my rider. I'ma treat you like a queen and make you question if you're dreaming, girl. It's real. Pinch yourself and prove that it's real. Ain't nothing fake about it. Real love, real love. We got that real.
staying perfect like romantic movies and Instagram pictures. Not saying we don't have those moments. Not saying real love is bad. But that fakeness creates an impatience. So people give up before giving a chance. When she looks at the TV, that's not what she sees when she gets home and looks at her man. Feels like the experience of real life is not quite what he thought it should feel like. So he stays out with his boys at the midnight. When he gets home, this stirs up a big fight. And it's at this moment where love gets real. And you start to question if God took Eve out of Adam's rib. If Eve ate fruit from the tree that's forbidden, would you love her still? And if Adam blamed her after doing the same, tell me how would you feel? Would you give up on this real, 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 real love? We got that real love, real love. We got that real, 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 real love. Real love, real love. You know I really, 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 really love. Real love, real love. We got that real, 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 real love. Real love, real love. You know I really, 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 really love. You just heard Love and Marriage, the real love song by yours truly, J. Will Music. That's J-W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. If you don't have my music portfolio, shame on you. Yes, we have reached a level where it is just utterly ridiculous for you not to be listening to my music. Why do I say that? Because you already have Apple Music, right? You already have, what's that, Spotify, right? You already have all these music apps. You already on YouTube. Just type in my name, J. W-I-L-M-U-S-I-C. One word, J-Will Music. In addition to checking out my music, I would love for you to subscribe to this show. Yes, you're already listening, but what's even better than that? Getting the show delivered to your phone every single week. You can also subscribe to get it to your email by visiting jwillmusic.com. But I want you to go on Apple Podcasts and iTunes and Spotify and all these places that I name every single week and rate the show. Thank you for those of you who are doing it. For those of you who refuse to do it, I am just utterly disgusted by your existence. Okay, that was a little harsh, but I do want you to rate the show. I'm not telling you how to rate it because I want to have integrity. If you think it's five stars, give it five stars. If you think it's four stars, think again. Give it five stars. No, give this show whatever ratings you want. And please write up a rating. That is appreciated. And look, lastly, but not least, please share the show. Tell your friend about it, your mama, your auntie, somebody out there trying to find their purpose. Share this show. Ten-minute interviews to inspire you. Maybe 12 minutes, give or take a few. We just trying to make a greater you. Now tell me how we met. Where you from? Tell me what you like Or maybe it was love Yo, what's up, God's people? We have a very special guest in studio today for a Tenspiration interview. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to none other than Tiffany James, my lovely wife. What up, Tiff? What's up, y'all? What you got to say to the people? Hey. (laughs) (laughs) You know, last week was the one-year anniversary of Inspire God's People, and um, I was traveling and everything, so and super busy, so I didn't really get the chance to acknowledge it. And I was like, well, what is a dope way that I can maybe talk about the show being one year old? And a couple people have asked in the past, for you to come on the show, ma'am. This is your moment. I'm here. What, what is... are we talking about today? <laughs> I don't know. We didn't plan anything because I ain't wanna I didn't want it to be scripted. So I guess first things first, you know, the show is one years old. How has it been for you since I've started this show? Like, just how has life been? Like, do you remember how we started it? Like, or what I said to you or how you felt in the beginning versus how you feel now. You know, just anything you can share about that. Um, What I do remember is just like you mentioning 
at first that you wanted to do a podcast. And then at some point you came to the conclusion like, okay, I'm going to do it. And so you started doing it as like with everything that you've done in the past. <laughs> right. Um, so, I mean, but it's been, I mean, I've just been a support really. Like it's been, it's been, um, great listening to the show, listening to the different interviews, the people that you've brought on and just listening to all the uh, inspiration that you've had to offer to people. Um, so I don't know. It's been a great show to me. And, um, I've heard some of the feedback via you or other people like friends or family. Um, so I hear overall, it's a good show. People are being inspired out there, which is awesome. So you're doing your thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, ma'am. Um, like, like you said though, like, so for anyone who knows me, been following my music or different things, like I'm always actively doing something. So first of all, thank you for always supporting through the years. You're welcome. Um, that is, um, you know, you are more behind the scenes type person for the most part. But the one thing I would say is like behind the scenes doesn't mean you're not there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I tell people all the time, like, oh, she there. Like, you know, you see all my Instagram posts. Yep. You read the comments when you can, you know, the ones that it let you see or whatever. So, yep. you know, you're there. And I think that's important. That's been a huge help for me is like people think, you know, because someone's quiet that. Um, their presence is not there. So I appreciate, you know, your presence, um, your voice for anyone who doesn't know when the show comes on inspiration now in session, inspire God's people. Mm-hmm. That is yours. Truly. That's your voice. I did that on purpose because I know obviously you're quiet, but I just want to, um, I guess I've tried to get better through the years of like making sure that even though you're quiet, that, you know, in little ways, your presence is felt. So that's why I did that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. I appreciate you always including me in some way in all of your business ventures, be it music or this podcast or bellwether mm-hmm. fashion, like everything you have included me. So I do appreciate it. I do appreciate that. Hellweather, you was folding clothes. We was doing everything. What you I got? was folding clothes. I was at the table selling clothes. You I were. was I was a model for clothes. You was doing a little bit of everything. And I would say out of everything I've done, to be honest, that's one of the hardest things I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's the busiest I've ever been. Yeah, you were pretty busy. That was kind of crazy. That it was. That, was, that cra- was kind of crazy. I know you was happy when that was over. I'm not going to say I was happy because um, I never want to, like, kill your dreams or whatever it is that you feel in your heart that you want to do or, you know, express or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I'm always just, I always just try to be a support in either, either way it goes. Like either you want to keep it going or you want to quit. Like I always leave that up to you and I'm just here to support you either way you decide. No, you've been dope at that for real. Um, I try to support you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, I was you do. at your little dance concert last week or whatever. Then in that church for three, four hours, just chilling, just relaxing, no <laughs> complaining. <laughs> I was in there. I appreciate that. You were. You were just chilling, just in your own vibe and just there. Yeah, like that, but that kind of stuff is dope to me. That's the kind of stuff, you know, because we kind of keep our life at our life, you know, we don't just show every little thing or like, oh, we here. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. that's the cool stuff. And I don't know. For me, it's like, I think we on the same page with that. For me, it's like just keeping some essence of privacy and having a real relationship. Mm -hmm. And we know we've been through ups and downs. So not wanting to try Mm -hmm. to present ourselves like, ooh, we are the answer. Like, this is, like I tell you, this is not marriage advice today. (laughs) Like, Mm -mm, Not at all. You know, um, it's been cool to see you. I know you've been kind of in and out of like doing the dance from spirit of the moment to now with Yolanda's dance group and Mm -hmm. things like that. Tell the people a little bit just about your journey through that. Like just, you know, just what dance has meant to you for your life and things like that. Mm -hmm. Well, dance has always been a a big part of my life. It's one of my passions. Um, And it's something that I have really enjoyed through the years. Um, I was really heavy into it like um, years ago, more than I am now. But I do still enjoy like, when Yolanda reaches out to me or spirit of the moment reaches out to me 
to be a part of a dance ministry or a dance opportunity with them. I still enjoy those moments. But I was a part of Spirit of the Moment for, I believe, like seven years um, before I finally decided to um, leave the group or whatever. And we used to put on yearly concerts. And um, those used to be so much fun, so dope. Um, And then just go out and minister at different venues like churches, weddings, birthday parties and it was just fun it was a really great time um and now I just like I said every now and again I'll go back and do something like last week we were at a church dance they had a dance concert so I was asked to participate in that and I did um but yes dance has been a part of my life from when I was a kid being in like talent shows in school being a cheerleader I was a majorette in high school so it's just something I've always enjoyed doing that's dope. A way better dancer than me. So I know it's a little awkward. You're a dancer being married to somebody who can't really dance. And you're like, That's okay. We work it out. We okay. make it do what it do when it's time to like, when we like to go to weddings. We like to go to weddings and dance. So we yeah, make we it do. do what it do when it's time for that. We don't always dance. We try to base it on the vibe of the wedding. Some mm-hmm. of them be a little too wild. It's yeah. like, hold on. I can't be. That's true. I ain't trying to be out here singing with y'all wilding out. But That's no, we true. do. But when we do, we, we make do. it do what it do. That's something that we enjoy to do. Um, no, but like you mentioned with Spirit of the Moment, that's another thing. Like, again, people don't see that. Like, you know, in me, I guess, trying to support you because you danced for seven years in that group. Mm-hmm. And for seven years, every Friday night, every Sunday night, mm-hmm. you had dance rehearsal. Yep, I did. For three hours each three night. Hours. So, so Sunday is typically our family day. Mm-hmm. You know, that's usually when we try to go to one of our parents' house or something like that, have dinner. Even though I say that like the last year or two, that's been a little harder just because Everyone has so much going on. Siblings grown now. It's just, it's harder to to do that every week. Mm-hmm. Friday, especially early on in our marriage, like back then would be more so when we would try to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, hey, for seven years, I had to sacrifice too. I, I tried to support and you did. never complain. And really, you know, the same thing with you. Like whatever you do, just try to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that still stands today. Like, you know, just trying to, and just figuring that out in marriage. Like, that's not always easy. But again, this ain't marriage advice, so we can move on from that. Mm-hmm. Um, The other thing I would say is in supporting you in dance that's interesting is because when you were in spirit of the moment, I couldn't go to a lot of the dance concerts mm-hmm. because y'all did a lot of private events. So y'all mm-hmm. would be doing church banquets or like you said, weddings and different things. So. Mm-hmm. Outside of y'all major conference concerts where it was, you know, 600, 700 people, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't able really to completely support, you know, so I just kind of support it by allowing you to do what you do. Right. Yeah, you were there when you could be, like the concerts, of course. Um, but when you couldn't, you still were there as far as, like you said, just letting me do it. Yeah. Letting me freely express myself in that way. Dope. So. You know, we talked about the show being a year old and just kind of me jumping into this or whatever. You Congratulations, me- by the way. Thank you so much. Um, what has been some of the highlights of the show to you? Like, what are some things you like about the show? Or I'm not going to try to ask you to remember episodes out of 50-some episodes, but, like, if there are just any highlights or any aspects of the show that you feel like, yo, this is... Like, I've enjoyed this over the last year or, you know, what have you enjoyed? Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, I enjoyed the the comedic side of it. Like, you and Lavelle crack me up. Meech (laughs) is funny, too. Meech is crazy. Um, I enjoyed the what in the world, because those be crazy. Like, what in the world are people out here doing? (laughs) Um, And it's always real. Mm-hmm. Just stuff be happening. One thing in particular that I can't remember that stands out for me that I really did enjoy was when you did, I think it was, was it a boxing match between the flesh and the spirit? Yeah, that was That dope. was so sweet how you did that. The like, editing, yeah. Yes, I really enjoyed that. Um, But yeah, everything else has just been like, you know, it's very informative information. Like you give good information and um, yeah. Thank you. Those are pretty much the points. No, thank you. And again, I appreciate your support. That show was, that was one of the like really fun shows to edit. I spent a lot of time doing that too. I don't always have that much time. Like that's the crazy thing. 
mm-hmm. about like producing this show myself and like you know you know better than anyone else like how much time I put into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess before we go, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to ask me one question. Oh, you don't know what to ask, do you? Just <laughs> interview me. Just one question. Interview. One question. I mean, if you wanted to do more, you could, but I know you don't. Okay, so to. I'll just ask you. So you have reached one year with doing this show. So how has it been for you? How has this year been for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I would say that, you know, you know, kind of my motto, our motto is like just to try to continue to grow, like and, and realize that I have more to do and more to learn, that I have flaws. So I would say like in this year, what I'm proud of is that I was consistent. Mm-hmm. I never missed a week. Like mm-hmm. when I when I first started this show, I don't know if you remember, I was like, all right, what I'm going to do, because it was October 10th, and I was like, all right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just go 12 weeks. That puts me to December. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, from there, we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. And I kind of had a little goal of like, I felt like if I get this amount of listeners or whatever, and by the time we got to December, I was like, I can't stop. Like, it's like people listening, like it's, it's going mm-hmm. good. And I'm enjoying it. So I would say for me, I'm proud of the consistency. Because when I first started, I did not know how with my schedule already, with our lives, like um, just, you know, all the little stuff I do already. Mm-hmm. I did not know how it was going to be possible to do that. And when I got to this summer, I got nervous because I dropped the album and I had start taking events and I had some speaking events. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm going to drop an album, go speak, travel. Mm-hmm. Travel this man is busy, y'all. <laughs> when crazy. I say busy, he is busy. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. But so that's it. Consistency. I would say I'm proud and I will remember a consistent year. And that's my biggest challenge for next year. Mm-hmm. I did a whole year without missing a show. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here asking myself today, how in the world am I going to do that again? Mm-hmm. So that's the challenge. Oh, okay. Well, it's not surprising that you have been cons- consistent throughout this whole year because you are a pretty like you are very passionate and when you commit your mind to doing something like you are 100% dedicated to it like and you you want things to be done in excellence like with everything that you do like if you're going to do it it's going to be done with excellence and it always is so it's not a surprise to me that you um you have been able to sustain and put out a podcast every week without missing a week. Well, I appreciate that. Well, this is not marriage advice. Can you say it for me one time? This is not marriage advice. We need the people to know that, man. Like, no, but thank you so much to my beautiful wife, Tiffany James. Tiffany, I love you. And um, I appreciate you. And you are bold. You are beautiful. You are strong. And you can do anything thank you husband thanks for having me on this was fun this was fun this was fun well there you have it folks my lovely wife tiffany you know what i'm saying just joined the show to kick it to celebrate one year of inspire god's people y'all better like this show now i'm gonna tell you right now if i get any type of negative comments after that one we gonna have to fight i never get negative comments so i ain't worried about it But anyway, I'm excited. One year into this whole situation, I've tried to keep y'all, you know, informed and excited and, you know, bring some comedy and some laughs. But, you know, most of all, really use this faith in this business to guide you to your purpose. And hopefully you have enjoyed year one. I don't know what next week holds, let alone next year. What I do know is that Lord willing, I'm going to continue to create this show with integrity, without compromise, and with Christ as the foundation. Whether we're talking about business, whether we're talking about Oreos, snow outside, I don't care. This process is about Jesus Christ at the end of the day and leading you to his purpose for your life. Before we go, I want to shout out God's people of the week, which I realized, listening back to last week's episode, It's really God's person of the week. But this show isn't called Inspire God's Person. It's called Inspire God's People. 
So you know what your boy got to do. I got to call this God's people of the week, even though it's singular and it's only a person. But look, you going to deal with that. Deal with that. That's deal what's going to happen. I'm that. telling you that right now. You're going to deal with that. I mean, all right, please deal with it. Please keep listening. Don't stop listening because I'm using improper English. So this was last week. I don't know. I'm losing track. I've been out of town three of the last four weeks. So I think it was last week. I think I was coming back from New York and um, sitting in the airport. I had a lone little layover before my flight. It wasn't a layover. I just got to the airport early. Sitting there, you know, just on my phone. I had one phone in my pocket. I got two phones. They call me two phones. And my brothers and sisters, that's an inside joke. Two phones. Two phones. They call me two phones. So I had one phone, the other phone was in my pocket. And I typically, when I go traveling, I like to wear these Nike joggers that have a zipper on the pockets. So specifically, I don't lose stuff. And I ain't wear the Nike joggers this time. I had on some different joggers and they don't have zippers on the pockets. That's why zippers on the pockets are important. I pay $50 for the pants just because the zipper on the pocket. Actually, the 50 was on sale. Man, I'm on my phone and this lady taps my shoulder and she's handing me my iPhone, my other phone. And I'm like, oh, yo, thank you. I appreciate you. Like, she ain't had to do that. She could have, maybe she gave it back because it wasn't the newest iPhone. Let's be real. Look, my man, you don't got the 11 with the little three eyeballs on the back of the joint. Like, no, you don't got that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, your iPhone worth about $45 on the black market, Jay. Uh, she ain't want that. The lady gave my iPhone back. Listen, ma'am, you are God's people of the week because y'all don't know. You could take one thing. That was my corporate phone, man. If I would have lost that, then I got to file paperwork. And, you know, everything ain't about money. It ain't, a, it ain't about money. Sometimes it's about convenience. It's about the hassle that I'm going to have to go through. I got to, you know, they probably going to, I don't know what happened. By the grace of God, I never lost any of my corporate electronics. But they're going to be probably trying to make sure your boy ain't stole nothing. You know what I'm saying? Now I got to get audited by internal affairs. I don't think we have an internal affairs. I mean, I'm sure we do. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, do we? Like, I ain't never had to deal with them. But that lady is God's people of the week. And I encourage you, if you're out there and you find something that doesn't belong to you, don't be selfish. Give it back, people. Give it back. Listen, we going to ride out today. Uh, to this little random song, I you know when I was when I create an album, I always have like maybe seven to eight extra songs that don't make the album, and they're at various levels of completion. Some of them are actually completed songs. Some of them are two verses, two and a half. This song I like freestyled for like five seven minutes, and it's like half a verse and a hook. But you know what? I like the song. This may be how I continue to end out this show, at least in the near future. The song is entitled My Own World. Thank you so much for listening today. Subscribe to the show. Download my music, J. Will Music. Visit me on jwillmusic.com. Email me at jermainewilsonmusic at gmail.com. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, it ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I surf below the surface, it's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.